Welcome to the Got Your Six Real Estate Podcast. In the military, Got Your Six means I've got your back. If you're a real estate buyer, seller, investor, or anyone who is committed to the Got Your Six mantra, ensuring that every client, neighbor, and community member feels supported in the property journey, well, you're lucky enough to find yourself in the right place. My name is Kevin Anazok, and I'm your host. Each week, we talk with successful real estate experts, veterans, and community leaders who are willing to share their insights, trade secrets, and mindsets that help them to succeed. There's no fluff, just straight to the point content that prioritizes one thing above all, your success. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to the Got Your Six podcast. Today, my special, special guest is Alex Olaga. Is that right, Alex? Perfect. Alex is an insurance agent specialist. I guess tell me a little bit about what you do, what company you work for, just a little bit about Alex to get started. Sure. Um, well, I work for Prosper Insurance. We are an independent agency headquartered out of Virginia Beach. And what I do is I oversee our partnerships that we have with people in the in mortgage industry, such as yourself, and real estate industries. And I partner them with one of our rock star agents to take care of your clients and make sure that they get the coverage that they need while guiding and educating them through the process. Awesome. And I've worked with you personally several times on different properties. Uh, Katie, right, is my person inside? Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's been absolutely great, perfect with follow-up. So insurance, how did you get into insurance? And I guess before we even say that today, we're going to talk about homeowners insurance and other types of insurance to help potential buyers, even homeowners, understand some of the pitfalls, some of the things that they should be looking out for. So how did you get started? Well, it was an accident. I was actually in the salon industry, also pursuing a nursing career. And I was also a mom and life got busy and I put nursing school on hold and my girlfriend was working in the healthcare industry and offered me a position with the agency that she was working for. Cool. So you didn't start with Prosper? I did not. Okay. Okay. So we'll start, we'll cut right to it. What is the number one most important thing a home buyer or homeowner should know about homeowners insurance? The number one thing that clients should know about homeowners insurance is that it protects your home in the event of a loss. Okay. But it protects a lot more than that too, doesn't it? Like, doesn't it have like a lot of liability protections and such? Like if you get hurt or even like if your dog wants someone. Absolutely. So one of the most important parts of the policies is liability insurance, and that would cover instances such as a dog bite or if somebody falls on your property and all of a sudden you find yourself in a lawsuit. Is that some of the most common claims? The, the more common claims, are they more liability or like something happened to the house? Something happened to the house is mostly uh, where we see the claims. Okay. Like what's most common that you typically see like for, for our area here in Virginia? I would definitely say uh, water leaks is really, uh, that's a real common one. Um, whether it comes from your plumbing or roof leaks. I've actually seen like, I've seen that personally. I haven't had it happen personally, but 
several people I know have had water leaks and it just like destroys hardwood floors, ceilings, everything, you name it. Yes, it is very destructive. Now, I also heard that like hurricanes, we know hurricanes are an issue, but uh, I know some of the military insurance companies, you know, we, we work a lot with military folks and that's what we're, we're focused on this podcast, informing military folks. Some of the ones that are the go-to for military folks seem to have a really high hurricane deductible. They call it wind and hail, but when I look at policies, they'll have like a thousand dollar deductible. But if you look at that wind and hail, it's like ten, fifteen thousand dollars or more. And from what I understand, that's also a pretty common occurrence here. You know, that seems like it's a pretty big risk. Yes. So. In regard to our area, we definitely see, especially during hurricane season, that wind that wind damage. And that's where that wind slash hail deductible would kick in. Um, we see the wind hail deductible. It can be as low as $1,000, depending on the area that you live in. Um, it could be as high as 5% of your dwelling amount. So. Yeah, that could add up fast. Yes, yes. Yeah. And your policies, I don't typically see that as much as that one military, uh, the ones that market to the military a lot, I see that very consistently. And from what I'm told, they do that because they really don't want to insure in this area because of the high propensity for hurricanes, but we have so much military here, they kind of have to, so they put that in there as like a buffer. Yes, risk mitigation. Um, they are very shy when it comes to what's considered coastal, and that's they determine this area, a coastal area, is why you see these higher deductibles. Now, being coastal, um, a lot of properties around here require flood insurance too. That's actually been recently in the news, uh, and every few years it comes up again about it not getting renewed because it's backed by FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency or whatever. Uh, looks like this year we've had a last minute you know, reprieve, renewal, uh, but there are alternatives to the federal program, are there not? Aren't there some private flood insurance options? Yes, and Prosper does offer um, a couple of different options in the private sector, yes. And from what I've seen too, those are often a lot cheaper. They are, and they also offer additional coverages that FEMA policies do not. Yeah, yeah. And from what I've also seen that if you want flood insurance, if it's required, you have to have it to get a mortgage, et cetera. But if it's not required, it's pretty cheap, isn't it? Yes. So it, well, I haven't written a policy in several years, but our agents write them every day. And the flood policies I for a person that lives in a low risk zone, which everybody, by the way, is in a flood zone. It just depends on where you are. If you're in a low risk zone, which is the X zone, um, you do typically don't need insurance, flood insurance to close on a home. However, if you're in an AE or a V, um, your mortgage lender is going to require you to have a flood policy. Um, and that's something you should definitely check out when you're house hunting if there's any expectation it might be in a flood zone because that can make a big difference in your monthly payment. Agreed. Flood insurance is not included in your homeowner's policy and most people don't understand that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some folks that are shocked 
when the seller didn't disclose that they may need flood insurance, or maybe the seller didn't know, maybe they didn't have a mortgage, maybe they didn't check their flood zone, and then their monthly payment is significantly higher because of the flood insurance, and that can be a bit of a payment shock to folks, or even call some folks not to qualify for the purchase. That's very, very true, and we see it all of the, all of the time. Now, going back to your question in regard to the premium on a you know, flood policy for somebody that's not in a low um, flood zone, I would say anywhere from $400 to about $500 a year. Okay. Now, that's, we'll call that like a, a common mistake or something missed or whatever. Is there anything else you see? Like, what are any other mistakes home buyers may make when shopping flood insurance, when picking plans, the red flags, you know, anything you give folks advice on? Definitely look at the deductibles that you're signing up for, flood policies in particular. Um, flood policies, you know, what'll happen is an agent in order to decrease the premium and make the sale, a lot of them will tack on a higher deductible. Now let's hit the opposite side, claims. Because I actually texted you about this recently. Uh, claims, they actually will impact your insurance ratings and costs and such. So I texted you recently, I said, I had a crack in my windshield, uh, and I was like, hey, is it cool to file a claim for this, or is that gonna like impact my rating and possibly my rate? So you know, when is it okay to file a claim? When shouldn't you file a claim? And what do you, what do you all typically recommend? Well, um, the first thing I would do before you file a claim would be to call your agent if you have an insurance agent. A good agent is going to advise you accordingly and guide you. Uh, Prosper, we have a claims advocacy team where all of our clients, free of charge, can call us directly instead of calling the company directly, where when you call the company directly, you're immediately recorded and anything that you say may be held against you in the court of law. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but so call your agent, let them know what's going on. They should be able to guide you through the process. And um, you know, a lot of people mistake insurance as a way to upkeep your home, like wear and tear. Insurance is not for that. It is your responsibility as a homeowner to upkeep your home. So if you see you know, um, your roof is deteriorating. You might want to look into that to see what that cost is going to be. Um, things like leaky plumbing, uh, you might want to look into that and get that fixed because insurance typically will not cover an ongoing issue. And leaky pipes sometimes are ongoing issues and could be denied. That's funny you say, you know, you're being recorded, et cetera. We obsess with True crime podcast, TV shows, like everybody else. It's like crazy how interested we are all in. But like the one thing we have learned more than anything is don't talk to the cops. <laughs> like if you are ever in anything, don't talk to the cops. We joke about that all the time, but we tell our kids that all the time. Even if you've done nothing wrong, if the cops are talking to you, don't talk to the cops. So, uh, you are involved with the local Veterans Association for Real Estate Professionals. Yes. Uh, so, and I know you've sent me a lot of information on them. And you know, like I said, this podcast is uh, to help military veterans, active duty and such, learn about the purchase process. 
So that's VA Rep. What do they do? What What does that organization do, and how does that how does that help promote real estate ownership for military folks? Well, um, so what we do at the VA Rep is we guide and educate our military and veterans about their VA benefits. Um, we understand that at TAPS when they're going through that, that can be a very overwhelming time because they are basically getting information with a water hose. And what VA Rep found was that not so much in Hampton Roads area because of the amount of military that live here and, and ex-military, but across the nation in some of these other areas, mortgage lenders were not proposing the VA loan as an option for our military and veterans. And that is a problem. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. Uh, I've just seen that in my dealings. I know a lot of mortgage people all over the country. I've been you know, part of big nationwide mortgage organizations. And if you're not located in an area with a lot of military and military bases, most loan officers, they barely know how to spell VA. You know, they don't know how to do a VA mortgage. So they shy away from it. And that's tough to beat for a veteran. Yes. You know, 90% of the time, I would say, you know, if a veteran is looking to purchase a home and get a mortgage, a VA mortgage is going to be the way to go. Uh, so, yeah, promoting that to areas that may be underserved uh, with knowledge is, is definitely a very good thing. And educating our, you know, our real estate professionals, you know, that's really what we're doing. We're, we're educating them. We're also providing classes that they can take where they can get certified and they can get knowledge. So there's not an excuse never to present that as an option. Um, we love our military and they deserve to be served exactly. the best. So. Right, when we were uh, getting ready, we were chit-chatting about changes. Uh, so we were asking you about changes to insurance, et cetera. And you mentioned really the important thing to know is when you have changes, to talk to your agent. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us more about that? Sure. So, you know, people go through changes. You're, you probably either know somebody that's been in a divorce, um, going through a divorce, um, recently married, had a baby, people update their homes um, as well. So all of these life events and updating a home to me is a life event because it can cause a lot of stress, right, on the home, um, in the home rather. But all of these questions should be asked of you by your insurance agent at least once a year, if not biannually. Um, this ensures that you have the proper coverage, the people needed to be on the policy are there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they should be looking for ways also to see if you can save some money. And, um, you know, at Prosper, we have our own account review team where they look at every policy on an annual basis. If the policy reaches a certain threshold and premium increase, they, our clients will get a notice and uh, we will reshop them if they allow us to. And I mentioned dog bites earlier. Yes. This is just kind of top of mind for me. We recently rescued a German Shepherd. Yes. Uh, and they can be known for one of the more riskier dogs. Uh, that, is that another change I should advise my insurance agent about? That's a really great question, Kevin. Um, so it is. Okay. <laughs> it okay. is. We want to make sure you're protected. And, um, you know, if in the event that, you know, your policy doesn't cover that dog breed that we don't want to, you to be put in a position where 
you don't have that liability insurance coverage. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about adding a balloon policy for personal liability. An umbrella, po a personal umbrella policy? Yes, yes. that's an umbrella. Um, balloon, that's uh, more of a mortgage thing. But the uh, what I was thinking was, you know, at this point, just in the last few years, three to five years, I've had so many changes. We've purchased rental properties, short-term rentals. We've got a dog. You know, just there's been so much going on. Uh, and I think that's probably a reasonably low cost option to add some additional protection, like just if anything happens anywhere. Absolutely, absolutely. So the way the umbrella policy works, it's, it's an additional amount of liability insurance that typically starts at $1 million. There's some agencies that can write up to 5 million in-house. Um, and what happens is in the event you find yourself in a lawsuit, the liability that's typically on your homeowner's insurance or auto, once that amount is exhausted, that is when your umbrella insurance will kick in. And typically the umbrella policy will cover everybody in your home as well. Oh, good. Yes. So instead of $500,000 in liability insurance that you're walking around with, now you'll have, let's just say you purchase a $2 million, you'll have $2.5 million in liability insurance in the event you find yourself in a, in a lawsuit. Yeah. And let's hope that never happens. Yes. But then if, uh, if that did happen, though, doesn't the insurance company, uh, they will go to bat as well with like legal representation and stuff because they don't want to pay, right? That liability insurance includes your uh, attorney fees. Yeah, that could definitely be worth it. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's let's do something fun. Do you have any favorite insurance-related stories? Like anything fun, funny, a crazy claim? There's a lot of commercials out there. The, that one company that shows always ridiculous claims. Have any funny, fun stories? You know, I there are not a lot of funny claim stories. Um, I've ha I've heard some really interesting ones. One of which. I saw where a gentleman um, messed around with his microwave to burn his house down for an insurance claim and yes. yeah, and ended up um, blowing up a couple of homes next to him. Oh my goodness. Yes. So luckily those are- <laughs> You blow up houses next to you messing around with your microwave, good lord. Yeah, I don't know if there's a gas, uh, gas pipe involved, but- that was pretty outrageous. People will do anything um, for for money. So yeah, insurance is definitely. Oh, I didn't. I do know of one, local one actually. Um, there was an employee of Bush Gardens who filed a workman's comp claim, and it was um, false. And she had people, or they had people following her around to confirm whether or not this claim was uh, true. So, yes, it's very, you know, we have insurance, we have, you know, fraud, the fraud department, they're very serious about, you know, looking into certain claims and normally on a homeowner's claim, unless you're <laughs> killing somebody or um, hooking up your microwave to a gas line, you know, I think you're <laughs> safe. <laughs> and do they have like private investigators that go out and follow and stuff? Yes. Huh, yes. interesting. Yes. And even in certain auto claims, I mean, you'll see if you have an auto claim, you have a claims adjuster to make sure that the claims are correct. You know, and they go to both parties and, and they get both stories to when there's a conflict. Um, right. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Interesting.
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you see a lot of craziness. Do you think fraud is rampant? Is there a lot of fraud? We don't tend to hear about a lot of fraud, but I'm sure a lot of, you know, we're not going to hear about everything across the nation. Yeah. Yeah, fortunately, knock on wood, we haven't seen much in, in our little world here because people do mortgage fraud too. We hear about it all the time. Uh, we hear about people making fake pay stubs, fake W-2s, different types of fake documents. Usually there's something obvious on there that we see that is like, you know, that they think they've gotten away with it, but it's something dumb. Uh, and they also don't realize that documents that they send us, we're gonna double check anyway. If you give us a pay stub and a W-2, we're probably gonna verify that information with your employer. Uh, so yeah, people try to get away with a lot, but it's a, it's a crazy world. I was just watching the news this morning. They're talking about prices going up, et cetera. And they had the head of a grocery store chain and they mm -hmm. said, you know, how's, how's theft impact pricing. So, you know, food pricing is going up faster than anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, they, you know, they said that, you know, retail theft, food, et cetera, is crazy. He said that it's so bad, you know, a lot of retailers are putting a lot of their stuff behind glass, high theft items. Uh, and he said they have security guards at the door, they have video cameras everywhere. And he said when they catch somebody, it's like there's, there's no consequences. He said, we catch someone, we call the police, they don't even show up. They don't even respond anymore. So after a while, we're like, oh, okay, well, give us our stuff back, and they just let them go. And that's, I, you know, it, that's costing us all more, for sure. Well, and I'm sure that those are going to include insurance claims from those business owners, right? So as a result, you know, our rates go up. And, you know, and just as a reminder, insurance is a shared risk. And so it's a big bucket, just like taxes that we pay. And so the more claims that are filed and the more money goes out of that bucket, the higher our premiums go to replenish what's been taken out to cover those claims. So, yeah. So premiums, you mentioned earlier, your insurance review, et cetera, that you should do with your agent. So when you're getting insurance or doing that review, what are some of the things that can reduce your premiums? Like what are some of the things that help make it cheaper for you? That's a really great question. So a lot of our carriers, because we do represent over 30 carriers, um, they do give occupational and educational discounts. So that's definitely something to make mention or ask your agent, hey, do you have a discount? I'm an alum from Virginia Tech. Cool. Do you have a military discount? Are you a first responder? Discount, yeah. um, another thing is updating your roof. You'll get a discount for that. Um, updating your HVAC, you'll get a discount for that. Um, any kind of little upgrades that you do um, to the house could potentially be a discount. Also, security alarms um, through a monitored security service such as ADT or Vector definitely can get a discount on that as well. Cool. Hey, in this uh, market, in this world, anything we can save money on helps. Absolutely. Cool. Well, um, unless there's anything else you wanted to cover, uh, I'd like to end with asking, what's your favorite thing about our area that someone coming here should know? We have a lot of military people coming in from all over the country, all over the world. What's your favorite thing about being here in Virginia? Well, my favorite thing about being here in Virginia is just the accessibility to D.C. And then you also have accessibility down to the beach, uh, Virginia Beach. So I love the easy accessibility everywhere. 
Um, as far as what, what do you have to do or what should you do or could you do here <laughs> in the area local? You know, I love fish gardens. I grew up going to amusement parks. My dad would take us everywhere and I just really like bush gardens. I feel like it's really family oriented. It's very well kept up compared to some of the ones that, you know, you hear about. So um, bush gardens is a great family fun activity to do. What's your favorite ride there? I would say Alpengeist okay. because I feel like I'm so brave. <laughs> Getting on it, um, it has the turns and the big dip without it being um, too much. Okay. Yeah. My uh, my favorite coaster is Apollo's Chariot. Oh, I have never been on that one. Really? Yeah, because of the big, big dip. I I'm scared of big, big, big dips. <laughs> so I find that one to be like just fast and fun. You don't get bounced around too much. So you should give Apollo's Chariot a try. It's not that scary. Uh, and yeah, if you can do Alvin Guys, you can do a Polish Chariot. Well, do you know what happened to Fabio? Do, do, do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was quite the fluke accident. <laughs> that could happen on any coaster. Very true. Very true. Yeah, so, but no, Bush Gardens is awesome. We love going there. And it's funny you talk about accessibility. I was born and raised in Delaware, and I remember years ago they were trying to come up with a new state motto. And one of the, like, and people got to vote on it, and one of the final contenders was. Delaware, so close to the places you'd rather be, like <laughs> Philly or Baltimore or something of that nature. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah, that stuck with me for a long time. I thought that was pretty funny. That's great. But yeah, I love that about, about this area, too. Like, you know, I live in Williamsburg, and here you have the historical stuff, Colonial Williamsburg, Jamestown, Yorktown close by. Uh, it's a quick ride to the beach. You've got rivers everywhere, fishing everywhere. You can go to the mountains. You can kind of go skiing. You know, if you're a real skier, you may not <laughs> like the Virginia mountains. And you know, the, the snow season hasn't been great the last couple of years. But hey, if you just want to go for a day, it's right there. So yeah, we definitely love that about this area. And you can get every place pretty quickly. I think it's great. Cool. Why? Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot for of great information. Me. I think people will really appreciate. If somebody is interested in learning more about insurance or getting insurance for their property, or if it's a great local realtor that's yeah. looking for a partner, how do they get in touch with you? Well, you can call me directly on my cell phone at 757-759-6586, or you can visit our website at prosper.insurance. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. It's been Kevin. fun. Thanks Thank for you. joining us. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. That wraps up another episode of Got Your Six Real Estate Podcast. Remember, you can find new episodes every week at gotyoursixrealestatepodcast.com. If you found value in today's insights, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. Until next week, this is Kevin Amazon, and remember, we've got your six.